0: Cancer rates continue to drop, according to the 2007 annual report to the nation on cancer. You are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Elizabeth Ward. Dr. Ward is the Director of Surveillance Research for the American Cancer Society in Atlanta, Georgia, and co-author of the 2007 Annual Report to the Nation on Cancer. Dr. Ward, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. What is the Annual Report to the Nation on Cancer?
1: The Annual Report to the Nation on Cancer is a report that the major cancer surveillance organizations in the U.S. have been putting out together every year since 1998. It involves the Centers for Disease Control, the National Cancer Institute, the American Cancer Society, the North American Association of Central Cancer Registries. The report is designed to allow all of the agencies to speak in the same voice about what the major trends in cancer are and what the reasons are for them.
0: Are cancer rates dropping?
1: Cancer mortality rates are definitely dropping, and in fact they've been dropping overall since 1993. What was the exciting news this year is that the rate of decline had increased, and from 2002 to 2004, death rates for cancer actually dropped by 2.1% per year.
0: Is this a trend? We
1: certainly know that the long-term decline in death rates is a trend. We can't say for sure whether the death rates will continue to drop this much in subsequent years, but we do believe that the long-term trend of a decline is quite firm and will continue.
0: Why do you believe the rates are dropping?
1: Well, it's in large part due to dropping death rates for some of the major cancer sites. So, for men, we've seen declines in death from cancer of the lung since 1994, and that is predominantly a result of changes in the incidence rates for lung cancer that have been declining because of long-term changes in smoking among men. The peak of smoking among men occurred in the 1960s and early 70s, and as a result of the declines in smoking, we began to see declines in lung cancer rates. For men, prostate cancer death rates have also been declining consistently since 1994. We're not as sure of the reasons for that, but very likely there is some benefit of early detection and more effective treatment. For cancer of the colon and rectum, that's really probably the most exciting news because in men we're seeing that death rates for cancer of the colon and rectum have started dropping at a rate of 4.9% a year from 2002 to 2004, and we're actually seeing a similar decline in women for the same time period from 2002 to 2004. Death rates for colorectal cancer declined 4.5% per year in women. We've also seen for women long-term declines in mortality from cancer of the breast, and there we're quite sure that that is a result of early detection combined with effective treatment. So, the only major cancer that's not declining is cancer of the lung in women, where we are actually seeing a slight increase in death rates for women from 1995 to 2004. That still is progress, because in the previous time period, that was 1990 to 95, death rates for lung cancer were increasing 4.2% per year. So, it's progress in the sense that the increase has slowed down in... And, in fact, this year the incidence rates for lung cancer, the latest trend was stable. So we do believe that we're now seeing a plateau in lung cancer rates for women similar to what we saw in men in the early 90s, and hopefully we'll be beginning to see a decline in those rates as well.
0: And why the difference between men and women when it comes to lung cancer?
1: It's essentially a difference in when peak smoking occurred among men and women. So men started smoking earlier than women, but then stopped smoking earlier. So it's really just that the pattern in men has shifted about 10 years later in women because of when peak smoking rates occurred.
0: How do the different types of cancers rank in terms of mortality?
1: So lung cancer is the most important cause of cancer mortality in both men and women. In men, prostate cancer is the second leading cause and cancer of the colon and rectum is the third. For women, it's as I said, lung is the first, breast cancer is the second, and cancer of colon and rectum is the third.
0: What is happening to the rate of new cancer diagnoses?
1: Well, the rate of new cancer diagnoses are actually declining slightly. They were declining at a rate of 0.3% per year from 1992 to 2004.
0: How can listeners learn more about the annual report to the nation on cancer?
1: If they would like to obtain a downloadable version of the full report, they can go to the journal website for the journal Cancer, and they can also reach that website by going through the Cancer Society website, which is www.cancer.org.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinicians Roundtable on ReachMD XM One Fifty Seven, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Dr. Elizabeth Ward from the American Cancer Society, discussing the 2007 Annual Report to the Nation on Cancer. Dr. Ward, are there certain populations that enjoy an overall lower rate of cancer than others?
1: Well, there's definitely variation in cancer rates among populations. The highest rates are generally among African Americans, and then second are whites. Then we generally see lower overall rates of cancer for Hispanics and Asian Americans and American Indians and Alaska natives, but within the different cancer sites, there are different patterns.
0: And what are those?
1: So one of the sites that is higher among the Hispanics, Asians, and American Indians is is liver cancer, and one of the reasons that's higher in these populations is likely to be higher prevalence of hepatitis B infection among recent immigrants, and I think that probably is the primary reason because there are regions in the world where there's high prevalence of hepatitis B, and therefore it's transmitted to children around the time of birth, and that results in a very high carrier so that's one variation that's really related to infectious diseases in the country of origin. Another one that's higher in these smaller populations is cervical cancer. We're not as sure of the reason for that. It is also an infection related cancer and it may, the higher incidence and mortality may be related to lower rates of screening in these populations. A third one is stomach cancer where again it's, we're seeing it more commonly in people who are immigrants from other countries, and that is probably primarily related to differences in infection rates with Helicobacter pylori. but may also be influenced by some of the ethnic cuisine and eating of things like salted and pickled foods.
0: What is the most effective cancer prevention?
1: Well, I think still the most important cause of cancer is tobacco use and you know above anything else I think people should avoid smoking and avoid exposure to secondhand smoke the other thing that we're increasingly understanding is that risk of cancer is associated with overweight and obesity. And so they are, the main things are, you know, to have a healthy diet where you're balancing your caloric intake and how many calories you're putting out. And, and that's a combination, of course, of diet and physical activity. Following those two recommendations, I think the most important thing that people need to do is take advantage of all of the tests that are recommended for early detection of cancer and have those tests regularly at the recommended intervals, and also to be aware of any symptoms of cancer and to be aware if they have a family history of cancer, especially of a specific type of cancer, to discuss that with their physicians and determine if they may be at high risk. And if they're at high risk, there may be additional screening recommendations or other measures that they can take to reduce their risk.
0: How important of a role have cancer treatments played in the dropping cancer rates?
1: Well, I think that improvements in cancer treatments have been important, but not as large a factor as the cancer prevention and early detection. There have been some huge breakthroughs in treatment, for example, for testicular cancer and for childhood leukemia that really have dramatically changed survival rates. But for most of the more common cancer sites in adults, it's really been early detection and prevention and kind of more gradual improvements in treatment that have increased the survival rate over time, but not in terms of a dramatic breakthrough, more in terms of incremental changes, you know, improvements in surgical techniques and improvements in chemotherapy regimens that have kind of slowly but surely increased the survival rate for many cancers.
0: What do you believe is the biggest misconception about cancer?
1: I think the biggest misconception about cancer is that people feel that they can't prevent it and that it's a result of, you know, things that they don't understand and can't do anything about. And I think there's, you know, tremendous fear of cancer, and sometimes that fear of cancer blinds people to recognizing what they actually can do in terms of prevention and early detection.
0: How is the publication Cancer Facts and Figures different from the annual report to the nation on cancer?
1: Well, Cancer Facts and Figures is a report that's put out by the American Cancer Society every year in January. And one of the key things it contains is the ACS estimates of new cancer cases and deaths that will occur in the upcoming year. So in this January, it will be cancer cases and deaths in 2008. The other thing it contains is a really succinct summary of basic information about cancer in general and about the most important types of cancer. So it's kind of a great reference source if You're interested in learning, you know, reading a page about breast cancer and getting a really nice overview of of what's known to cause it, how is it detected early, how is it treated. The annual report to the nation is more focused on cancer trends, and it's also a collaborative publication between all of the major cancer surveillance agencies in the United States. And in addition, each year we have a special section of that report that focuses on a specific topic. So for this year, we focused on American Indians and Alaska Natives.
0: Where can listeners access the Cancer Facts and Figures document?
1: They can go to our website, which is www.cancer.org, and they'll find the Cancer Facts and Figures document for 2007. And they'll also find specific Cancer Facts and Figures documents that we put out on specific topics. So, for example, just in the last month, we put out a Cancer Facts and Figures specifically about breast cancer. And we also have Cancer Facts and Figures for African Americans and Hispanics.
0: Dr. Ward, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the 2007 Annual Report to the Nation on Cancer.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the entire ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.